This is, of course, our first ever college Sunday. How many of y'all attended college? Praise the Lord. All right. We had a lot, too, at the 8 o'clock service. Amen. Um, how many of you graduated from college? Praise the Lord. It's quite a few of y'all. That's awesome, man. So today, and how many of you are attending college currently? You're in college right now. All right. All right. Got a few in here. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. So today I'm going to kind of gear my message toward, you know, college and school and even, you know, put a spiritual twist on it and whatnot. But look at this again. Look at uh, 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 10. It says, behold, I, I refined you, but as not as silver, but I, I have tested you. Anybody been through some tests? Listen, and the Bible says in this life we will have tribulation. Amen. It says, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Amen. I believe there are certain furnaces that God has designed for each and every one of us. Amen. How many of you know what didn't kill you is what really made you? A lot of times we've been through some trials and tribulations. We thought it was there to kill us. Amen. But in actuality, it was there to make you. That's why the Bible says, look at 1 Peter 4 and 12 real quick. Look at this real quick. Look what 1 Peter 4 and 12 says. It says in uh, 1 Peter, uh, it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you. How many of you know that in this world you're going to be tried? If you have not been tried, keep living. You are going to experience a season where you're going to be tried. But look what it says. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange. It baffles me when people be looking like Scooby-Doo like they're not supposed to get hit with nothing. Listen, you're going to get hit with things here and there. That's just life. And guess what I've realized over the years that I've been just living? It ain't even the devil a lot of times. It's just called life. It is what it is. So look at this again. It says, think it not strange. So why are we looking all surprised and perplexed? Like you ain't supposed to go through nothing. Then it even goes on, it says, thinking that strange, concerning fiery trial. Listen, there's going to be times where your faith is going to be on trial. Because the Bible says that God is trying to take us from faith to faith. But in order to get to that next dimension of faith, you're going to go through something, amen? You're going to go through the fire. You're going to have to go through your own furnace experience. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, not only is our God able, but he will deliver us from this fiery furnace, amen? And I love what they told the king, and they said, and if God don't show up, we still ain't bowing down. In other words, these guys' allegiance was to God, and y'all know the rest of the story. God caused them to come out of their fiery furnace. Anybody in this 930 service been through your own personal fiery furnace, and when you look back, you're like, Lord, I thank you that you got me out of that to get me to where I am now. And when you really look over the course of your life, it was those fiery furnaces that helped you get to where you are even today, amen? You need some stuff to go down so you can go to your next dimension. That's why Romans 5.3 says to glory in tribulation, for tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope. Well, pastor, why do I got to go through stuff? So when God take you to the promised land, you will look back and be like, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I would have flatlined, I would have crashed, and I would have burned. But because God was with me, I came out 
not even looking like what I've been through, not even smelling like what I've been through. Somebody give God a hand praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't even look like what I've been through. And some of y'all done been through hell and back. And you're still standing. You didn't lose your mind. Still love God, still love your family. Even some of us that had friendly fire. I'm talking about people that least likely people that you thought that had your best interest that became a liability in your life. But God was saying, I'm trying to get you delivered from people. Anybody in this building been delivered from a people, some people? But, but let, 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 let's, let's get into this, amen? That's why you can't allow people to distract you from getting your degree. You can't allow people to, to distract you because distractions are going to come. But Psalm 91 and 7 says a thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. God never said that he would cause us to be exempt from trial. Matter of fact, the text even said fiery trial. In other words, it's going to be hot. We're going to really see what you made of. Amen. We're going to really see where your character is. You know, one thing I never do, though, I've, 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 I've you know, been, been preaching now for almost 20 years and pastor for almost 12. I know guys that say, man, I can't wait for my next trial. I'm like, wait a minute now. Now, I, I, I quoted Romans 5, 3, but that, that ain't my favorite scripture in the Bible. And Romans 5, 3 says glory and tribulation. That word glory means to boast and brag how God going to bring you out. But I'm not going to tell you. That's my go-to scripture, you know, every day. <laughs> my go-to scripture is found in Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 31. If God be for you, who can be against you? That's my go-to scripture, amen, every day. But let's get into this. Because in order to make it through school, you got to be committed. Somebody say committed. The word committed means to be dedicated. Look at Psalm 37 and 4 real quick. So, so, so number one, in order for you to even make it through school, in order for you to make it in life and be productive and to, 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 to see God do phenomenal things in your life, you, God is looking for a commitment. Look at this. It says, delight yourself. That word delight means to take pleasure uh, uh, also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Boy, the pastor would read that when I was a little kid, and we would just shout, God, don't give me the desires of my heart. We would do cartwheels and get excited, and we just stop right there. But let's look at the condition. Verse 5, next verse. He said, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart, but I need a commitment. Somebody say commitment one more time. He says, I, I, I need you to take pleasure in me. I need you to delight yourself in me. And then I need you to be committed to me. And then I need you to trust me. In other words, because sometimes our commitment can get shaky when we haven't seen God manifest himself. Amen. Anybody been there? You just committed, submitted, and you've been sowing seed, and you've been living holy, and you've been doing everything that you've done. You, you living on Psalm 84 and 11. No good thing he'll withhold from them that walk uprightly, and God is just silent. That's why I love Joseph. He was going through what he was going through, and God was silent. But he didn't allow the pit to kill him. He didn't allow the prison experience to kill him. He stayed committed to God. Somebody say commitment one more time. So he said, listen, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart, but I need you to be committed. 
I, I need you to be committed to that exam. I, I need you to be committed to that pop quiz. Anybody like, like me, you, you hated pop quiz. I don't like unexpected surprises. Unless it's going to benefit me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, you know, all of us have been there where you like had to regroup, get your mind in the, in the right place. Hey, man, I'm going to get into the pop quiz a little bit more. But, 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 but it's during those times, people of God, that, that, that when, you, when you got exams coming up, I want to encourage those of you that are attending college right now, attending high school, listen, stay committed. Your commitment is going to cause you to graduate. It's your commitment that's going to cause you to be promoted. Amen. And even those of you that are here today, you've been waiting for God to do something and you know that, that God spoke to your spirit. I'm here to tell you that it's going to come to pass. But the prerequisite is that you have to stay committed. Somebody stay committed one more time. I want you to get that in your spirit. Amen. Look at this. Uh, go back to that verse five because it says uh, uh, commit yourself to the Lord. Then it says uh, trust. That word trust means to rely and depend on him because in, in the middle of your commitment you're going to be tried. You're going to be tried. Then it goes on and it says trust also in him and he shall. Somebody say shall. Shall means without doubt that he will bring it to pass. I'm here to tell you that every desire that God has put in your spirit, it will come to pass. But the prerequisite is that you got to stay committed to God. You got to trust God even when you're going through what I call a contradictory test. Amen. Because I believe that a lot of times before God really manifests himself, he has to allow you to go through a contradictory test. In other words, you're going to see the total opposite of what God showed you. Joseph, come on, God gave him this dream, he saw his brothers bowing down and all of that, his dad bowing down, but he didn't dream that his brothers were going to throw him in the pit. He didn't dream that they was going to sell him to the Ishmaelites. Amen? But my point bringing that up is that a lot of times God don't give us a glimpse of the nonsense because it might cause us to run from him. But the blessing is that if you stay committed, promotion is around the corner if you stay committed promotion and graduation is around the corner that's why I can appreciate and honor those of you that have graduated from college and stuff like that because that takes commitment I, I couldn't do it y'all listen after that first semester I was like this ain't for me how many know Shakespeare said that to thy own self be true so now I'm vicariously living through my son at U of A saying, son, I need you to graduate. That's why I'm repping this. Come on, somebody. We need somebody that's a still somebody graduate. My God in heaven, somebody stay the course. Don't flatline in the first semester like your daddy did. Oh, but I'm grateful for his grace, though. Oh, I couldn't do what I'd do if it wasn't for his grace. But commitment will cause you to go places, man, that will mess you up. And those of you that you're done, college ain't even on your radar. I dare you to stay committed to God and see where God begin to take you. If you begin to just stay committed, if you stay dedicated to God. He said, in, I believe Proverbs 28 and 20, it says a faithful man. In other words, a committed man will abound in blessing. There it is right there. A faithful man, a committed man will abound with, and I like that, blessings more than one. Amen. But, but he who hastens to be rich will, will, will not go unpunished. In other words, we're not, we're not, our motives got to be sincere. You got to be authentic, amen? 
But let's get into this a little bit more. So number one, committed. Committed. If you stay committed, everything that you're desiring for God to do, he will bring it to pass. Let's put up one more scripture. Proverbs 16 and 3 real quick. Proverbs 16 3. If we could put this up in the NLT. I believe we do have the NLT if we could pull it up in that. So Proverbs uh, 16 and, and 3. It says, uh, commit, there it is again, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Let's look at that one more time. Commit your actions because see, uh, faith without works is dead. Works means action. There has to be some action. So commit your actions to the Lord. We don't want to be one of those churches. I'm just waiting on the Lord. What are you doing while you're waiting? Are you grinding? Are, are, are you doing necessary things on your part? Because God will never do the super until you do the natural. Moses had to at least stretch his hand toward the Red Sea in order for God to do the super. Amen. There are certain things you can't sit around talking about, amen, I'm going to whoop up on my Goliath and you just sitting around like a bump on the law talking about, uh, I'm just waiting. No, 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 no. The Bible says that even David went after him. Matter of fact, David told him what he was going to do with his head later that day. Can I get a witness up in here? So look at this text one more time. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans. Whatever you got planned, people of God, will succeed. I believe success is on your life. Remember, I always say we don't, we, we, we're not getting the victory. We fight from our place of victory. And while you're fighting from your place of victory, you have to know that every plan that God has for you, it will come to pass if you stay committed. Well, pastor, I've been waiting for years. Well, delay does not mean denied. Don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary. Galatians 6 and 9 says to not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, somebody say due season, it says you will reap if you faint not. Now is not the time to lose heart. Now is the time to keep grinding, keep fighting, keep chasing after your dreams. Amen? And before you know it, they will come to pass. So number one, stay committed. Number two, you got to be disciplined. Somebody say discipline. Discipline means control, direction. You have order in your life and you have a little bit of strictness to you. Because the see... This is the thing. You can be committed to something, but not disciplined. Anybody, you was committed to school, but you wasn't disciplined. How many of y'all was committed to church, but when it came to discipline? Come on, in my early 20s, I went to church. I was committed to church, but I wasn't trying to make no adjustments in my life. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Listen, I'm committed. I'm coming to 9.30 a.m. That don't mean I'm going to break up with all my girlfriends. <laughs> I'm, I'm committed. But that don't mean I ain't going to be out here twerking later tonight at the club. Oh, I know that relates to my younger crowd. Even some of y'all older ones up here laughing. Pastor said twerking, y'all. <laughs> because you can be committed to something but not discipline. You can be in school and be, I'm committed to this school, but when it comes to discipline, I'm going to wait to the last minute to get my stuff together. I, that was me. <laughs> I, I went to Carl Hayden High School, not far from where we are right now, but I was committed for four years. But discipline, 
Now, the blessing is that I still graduated, praise God. Only had one class in my senior year, eighth hour English. So I handled my business for them three years, and then that senior night has hit me. Anybody been there? That thing is real. When I'll be telling my kids, just be careful. That senior itis will try to hit you upside the head. Try to mess with your commitment. Try to mess with your discipline. So I say all that to say, though, is that in order, when you're in that place, a man of adversity, man, stay disciplined. Let's flip this spiritually for just a second. I believe that one of the keys in order for God to graduate you into some other favor, to graduate you and you really begin to experience his goodness, is that we have to come to a place, amen, where not only are we committed, but we have to be disciplined. Put 1 Corinthians 9, 27 up real quick. Look at this says, 1 Corinthians, uh, it says, but I, somebody say, but I. I. I like that because God is nowhere in this text. It says, but I, but I, I, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection how many of you know that's not easy our body our mind goes through withdrawals and I like that it said but I Paul said but I he's talking to the church of Corinth he says but I in other words he's saying God ain't gonna do it now let me drop this on you real quick God will do it because Philippians 4 13 says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us he will give us the strength to do it but still the ball is in your court to get your body under subjection to get your mind under subjection amen because a lot of times our, our a lot of times what, what, what messes a lot of people up is lack of discipline that's what messed up Saul that's what messed up even Samson it was their lack of discipline because you have certain appetite for certain things amen and we got to put those appetites in check the appetite of procrastination. See, I didn't, I didn't go to college that long, but one thing I did learn from my professor when I was going to Glendale Community College, he said, procrastination is the thief of time. And it took me back to what my mom taught me as a little boy, that wasted time is wasted life. And then even Jesus said in John 9, 4, he said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day for the night cometh. No man can work because I realize I got three enemies, Satan, myself, and time. Time, Pastor, I got all kind of time. I got to do two funerals this week. I got to put a baby to rest and I got to put a 53-year-old to rest. So my point is that you don't know how much time you got on this earth, amen? So we have to seize the moment, amen? And how do I seize the moment? I got to get to a place where I'm committed and I'm disciplined. Somebody say discipline one more time. So Paul said, but I discipline, put the text back up, I discipline and I bring it into subjection. Do you realize part of the reason why I didn't want to be a pastor is because I knew I had to be committed? And then the second thing, I'm like, man, I got to be disciplined now. One of the worst things you can do is accept your calling. <laughs> Not really. But I'm saying you got to count up the cost. Am I ready to be committed for real? I can't serve God in spurts anymore. Because I was one of them roller coaster Christians. Anybody been there? I get all emotional. They walk me to the altar for the 89th time. I'm, I'm having my come to Jesus moment. And then by 4 o'clock, I'm like, I think I'm going to go to Mingo's. Mingos was a club out here back on Sunday nights and they played Jamaican music. Living for God in spurts. My point bringing that up is that I wasn't disciplined. I was committed though. I was still at church that day. Come on. I showed God I was at church. <laughs> 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 I 
I wasn't disciplined. I want to encourage those of you that are going to college. You're going to get weary at times. Stay disciplined, though. Pop quizzes are going to come, but stay disciplined. That final exam is coming. You already know the blessing is that they give you a date. <laughs> Hallelujah. Which gives you an opportunity to prepare. Amen? But I say all I have to say is that discipline is going to be the key to you getting promoted. Discipline is going to be the key to you graduating. Again, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for those of you, amen, that have graduated from college and you've got masters and doctorate because, again, that takes commitment and that takes discipline. And I'm, I'm encouraging those of you that are here today that are still in transition. You're in college now and the enemy's already tried to come in like a flood. I encourage you, stay the course, stay committed, stay disciplined because good things come to those that are committed. Good things come to those that are disciplined. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody seen God do a thing or two in your life because of your commitment to him and because you made up in your mind, you know what? I'm going to be disciplined. Somebody scream discipline one more time. All right, y'all are catching it. So number one, got to stay committed. Number two, we have to stay disciplined. Even go to John 8, 31 real quick. John 8, 31. Look at this, John 8. Speaking of discipline, look at this, John 8 and uh, 31. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word and, uh, uh, and you, uh, it says, if my word abide, you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I like that. It didn't say those that just are around the word. But it says, if you abide, in my word, if you apply my word, if you're living my word out, because it takes discipline to li live his word out. That's why he said in James chapter 1, not to just be hearers, but be ye doers. Application. So that's another thing right there. It takes discipline. Then it goes on. There it is right there. Yeah. It says, don't be just doers of the word, but not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If you're just a hearer of the word, you're deceiving yourself. You're committed, but you're not disciplined. Now go, go to John 8, 32. So you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. And see, if you keep applying truth, it'll keep you free. I'm telling you, man, truth, if you arm yourself with truth, yeah, the fact of the matter is that they came up and said that um, you're sick in your body. That's a fact. But truth says, Exodus 23 and 25, he said, I'll bless your bread and your water and I'll take sickness from the midst of you. I got anybody up in here been sick in your body and you had to begin to stand on the word. You had to begin to abide in the word. You begin to apply the word to your situation and you tell the devil, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. A thousand shall fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God be for me, who can be against me? Do I got any believers in the house today that have had to stand on God's word and begin to tell those facts? I, I see you facts, but truth says this too shall pass. Somebody give God a praise in this building. Look at your neighbor say it's passing over. Every fact is passing over. It's a fact that they told me in fifth grade I had dyslexia, but truth says that God said in his word that I'll bring all things back to your remembrance. Come on, he told Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I know you're a youth, I know you're inexperienced, but Jeremiah, I'll begin to speak through you. How many in this building know God will speak through you? 
if you just learn how to get out of the way and let him come in he'll begin to speak through you somebody give God a praise in this place look at your neighbor and say stay disciplined stay disciplined stay disciplined don't you give in to facts See, that's why a lot of people have crashed and burned and have flatlined is because you believe what they said about you. You cannot, you cannot, listen, people, you got haters out there. Not everybody's going to celebrate you. There are some people that are sitting in your life, they won't celebrate you. They'll tolerate you. If you give them a chance, they'll cremate you. That's why there are certain people you even know you need to draw boundaries with. You can't go, those of you that are in college, you can't go get turned up every week. And you know that paper due the next day. It's going to take discipline to say, man, y'all go do what y'all do. I got to go back to this dorm. They're going to be like, oh, you a nerd. You better be like, I'm trying to get this degree. And my daddy told me if I don't make it through this semester, he said to me to the Marines. <laughs> you better hear what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I told my son now go down here to U of A and act a fool boy I have you in the Navy I have you in the Army talking about <laughs> you feeling me he looked at me like because he got off to a little rough start the first couple of weeks I'm like brother you be calling me about putting 300 in my account 400 in my account them people at Wells Fargo know me like the back of their hand brother I need you to have some discipline I need you to be committed. You better make, he was on the phone with his mama the other day. She was doing the paper for him. Y'all, that's between us. Y'all just, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, brother, I don't care how you get it done. It better get done. My money is on the line. What'd you say? Assisting. She said she was assisting. Editing. All right. Praise the Lord. Consulting. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Not parenting, consulting, giving suggestions. That's an inside joke here at Kingdom because y'all know I don't parent anymore. I'm a consultant. <laughs> go, go, go back to 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I forgot something in there. Go, go back to 1 Corinthians 9 and, and, and 27. But I discipline my body and I bring it under subjection lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Boy, even for preachers, if you ain't living what you preach, you can be disqualified. God will fire you and let you keep preaching. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. He will fire you and let you keep preaching. How's that, Pastor? Because the King James Version says in uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 29, that gifts and callings are without repentance. So I say all that to say that if you don't find discipline, you can mess around and get disqualified from school. I was just talking to Greg. You went to Portland State, right? And you said you were on academic what? Academically disqualified. So he found himself in the Marines for 20 years. Air Force, my bad. Air Force, he made that clear. Air Force, I ain't trying to be out there like that. But, like, brother, I was, I was fixing plays. <laughs> but check it out. Academically disqualified. And he was sharing with me between services. He said, man, I'm out partying, doing me. I was committed to Portland State, but I never found that place of discipline. Disqualify. Don't just sit in the pews and disqualify yourself. 
don't be in school and then you, you know, you go on to every turn up. Now, we're not going to sit up here and try to make it seem like you in 48 months, you ain't going to go to one. Come on, us having them kind of expectations for our kids is kind of crazy. Now, if you got a kid that don't go to not one, they got a calling on their life. Yeah. <laughs> well, pastor, you just discouraging. Now, put up Isaiah 40, 30 real quick. And I, now I'm not giving nobody a pass to go act a fool. But look what the scripture says, because there's scriptures in the Bible I don't like. And this is one of them. It says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. Listen, I have three sons, and I've had to sit down with all three of them because they have disappointed me in one way or another, but I didn't throw them away. Because it says, put it back up, even the youth, you got hormones going all over the place. Can I get a witness? My people that's been around for a while, y'all, hey, Hallelujah. You didn't get delivered overnight. You were saved, but not delivered. Can I get a witness up in here? Now, there are some people that got saved and delivered all in the same day. Praise the Lord. That ain't a lot of our story. Who got saved and delivered all in the same day? Raise your hand. See, my zero. Oh, there was one. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God for the one. Hallelujah. But for the rest of us, put the scripture back up. This was us. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. Even my two daughters who are 23 and 21, I never forget um, when they were teenagers, I let them go to house parties out in Surprise where we live. And they would show up to parties, and the kids would be like, your dad let you come to the parties? And they're like, yeah. And they were like, whoa. And you know why I did that? It's because I'm a PK. It's because I grew up in a home. My dad had me and my sisters in the headlock. Doing let us do nothing. Y'all gonna leave sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And we got to college and lost our mind. So I'm like, go on. So my strategy was different. Go to the party, Mariah. Stella, be in my house by one o'clock and don't disrespect my name. Honor who you are value who you are. Don't forget them times I took you to get ice cream. Don't forget about the times I took you to get manicure and pedicures and how I hung out with you and I opened the door up for you and I spent time. So I need you to have, raise your expectations when it comes to having a boyfriend. I don't need you hooking up with any Pookie and Ray Ray and Junebug because I taught you better. Don't bring him to my house. Can I get a witness, Mariah? Even at 23, she's not bringing Ray Ray to me. I will Ray Ray him right out of my house. <laughs> Amen? And they know I done ran off a couple of them. He ain't the one. That's all I have to say. He ain't it. Okay, Dad. Uh, my dad said, you ain't it. <laughs> you made me split the bill on the first date. I want a dessert, but she was rushing me out. Let me, where, where, discipline. <laughs> Let me get back. I got to finish this. I got to finish. Listen, number three. Somebody say study. 
So how do I get promoted in life? How do I graduate in life? How do I get, graduate from college or, or if I'm going out for my doctorate or my master's? You got to be committed. You got to be disciplined. Number three is you got to study. Go to 2 Timothy 2 and 15 real quick. Let me ask y'all this deep question real quick. How many of y'all like to study? You just have a passion about studying. Great. See about seven of y'all. Because see, Ecclesiastics chapter 12, verse 12 says, much study is weary to the flesh. That's part of the reason why I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be in ministry because now I got to study. And I wasn't a good studier. The only thing that helped me is that in school I was always interested in history. You know, because anything else I checked out on. Anybody been there? When they put a geometry book and trigonometry, you're like, why do I need all this? I ain't trying to be an accountant. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but let me get into this. But history? Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed. Rightly. Somebody say rightly. Dividing the word of truth. You will promote, get promoted and graduate. You have to be a studier. In 8 o'clock service, when I said, who likes studying? Who had a passion about studying? Zero hands went up but about 80% of them graduated from college. Because, you know, that early crowd, amen, is the more, you know, crowd that's been around for a while. They've lived a little while. They're trying to get it in and trying to get out. Discipline. They had the discipline to get up at 536 this morning. Amen. That's early, but praise the Lord. Even I rolled up here about two minutes to eight. And I'm the pastor. Can I get a witness? <laughs> But study, the word, look at what the word study means. Study means to, uh, it, it means to, uh, 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 to learn, to research, to examine. That's work. That's worry to the flesh. Put up Ecclesiastes 12 and 12. Ecclesiastes uh, 12 and 12. Look at this. It says, and further, my son, uh, uh, be, be, be admonished by these out of making many books. There is no end. And much study is wearisome to the flesh. The flesh doesn't want to study. You have to make it study. Like yesterday, I went to Rito's. Anybody been to Rito's, the Mexican restaurant? Ooh, I said, who's, yeah. Especially that, that, that burrito enchilada style. And while I was studying, my wife was talking to me, and I was. I had to go get some chewing gum. Why? Because I'm the professor. And y'all at Kingdom University and need a word from heaven. So I had to finally shake myself and shake Rito's off of me. <laughs> Come on, I'm keeping it 100 with y'all. Because I've been called to lead you spiritually and give you guidance and direction by giving you stuff from God's word that will help you in life. So I had to get myself disciplined. That's another thing. I remember when I started Kingdom, it would take me 12 to 15 hours to study for a 35-minute message. And I'm like, no wonder why the Bible says that a pastor or an elder is worthy of double honor. That word honor in the Greek, if you look it up, it means double money. Because every week he's planning, he's, he's preaching on Wednesday, Sunday, and studying 12, 15 hours now. Of course, I've been doing this a lot long now, uh, longer now, so it doesn't take quite 15 hours, but still it takes about two to three hours to put together a 35, 40-minute message. Amen. And sometime even longer because God will have me finish something up and then he'll be like, that ain't us next week. I'm like, but God, I got to sit back down here for another two or three hours. 
You can't argue with God. <laughs> Study. Takes commitment. Takes discipline. Amen? What did David say? Meditate on his what? Word. Day and night. That you might be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You might bend, but you won't break. You've been studying enough to have enough word in you that when you hit a wall, you won't give up. You got to have enough word in you where you won't flatline. You got to have enough word on the inside of you where you won't crash and burn. You got to have enough word in you to where you won't try to go after somebody. Can I get a witness up in here? You got to remind yourself, vengeance is the Lord's. He said, I repay. I don't know a lot of, I, I used to not like that scripture. Because I used to be like, Lord, let me get them. That street mentality come back. But then after you live with God for, walk with God for a little while, and you see how he gets your enemies, you'd be like, God, I want you to do all that to him. Like, Jesus. But now you get to a place of spiritual maturity, you just be patient. Okay, God, I know you're going to get them. He, and, and he does a way better job than we ever could, because if we do it, We'll start feeling bad. I can't believe I did that. Sometimes you just got to just let God be God. Somebody say study one more time. You want God to graduate you? You want God to promote you? You have to be a studier. You cannot make it in this life if you're not a studier. And it's going to be weary to the flesh, of course, but you have to fight through that. Amen? You got to fight through that because you got to remember, yes, I am Pastor Steele. But I got to fight Reggie every day. Every day you got to keep that person in check and tell that person, nope, we committed. Nope, we are not only are we committed, but nope, we're disciplined. Amen. I'll never forget I was 28 years old. I started preaching at 25. And the second week that I got hired to work at a church, I was 28 years old. And this woman came in my office. And she knew I was married. And she told me she was having some lust issues. And she got very graphic with me. And she would have called me four years prior. <laughs> Elder still wouldn't have been there. It would have been Reggie. You know, so I said, I'll be right back. I went and got them church mothers. They was in there praying. I had them come in there. I said, y'all lay hands and pray for her before I do. Because I'm going to lay hands on you wrong. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Somebody scream discipline. Put up 1 Thessalonians 4 and 4. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 4. Look at this. 1 Thessalonians. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. That word possess means to be able to, to master your vessel. How many know our vessel is a trip? This vessel is something else. You got to tell this vessel, uh, less of me and more you, God. Else this vessel can get you in trouble. And then that Sunday, I, I, that, I went home and told my I said, baby, when you see that so-and-so come up to me, I need you to be right there. And when she came up to me, hey. My wife was like, hey. I'm like, stand up, baby. I was like this. Somebody scream discipline. Because that was my type. 
Nothing was off. Oh, look at you there and say, y'all ain't ready for pastor. Y'all ain't. Because right. I was like, I was like the men in the Bible. Elkanah loved Hannah, but he loved, I'm sorry, he loved Hannah, but he liked Paniah. That's what I would tell my wife early on. Baby, I love you. I just like them. Somebody say discipline. Come on, let's, let's, let's go Bible. Come on, uh, 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 Abraham, he loved Sarah, but he liked Hagar. He wasn't all, he wasn't doing cartwheels when Sarah said she got to go. And her son Ishmael got to go too. He was like, wait a minute. God had to tell him, hearken to the voice of your wife. Read the Bible. There's some interesting stuff in the Bible. Even uh, Elkanah had to keep going back to Hannah because she couldn't have children. So she was feeling insecure and low self-esteem. And he had to remind her, don't I love you more than 10 sons? Don't you know that Paniah is just a jump off? Oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all acting all bougie up here because y'all got y'all degrees and acting astute and proper. <laughs> You know, I got to come graphic with you. I got to drive my point home. We got some teenagers in here. Where's my teenagers at? Throw your hand up. There they go. There they go. There they go. There they go. Got my teenagers here. We know we don't usually have them in here. Every once in a while, it's good for them to hear from me. So when they go off to college, they're going to come back here. Amen? Because normally they're upstairs with my son. But number one, commitment. Number two, discipline. Number three, study. Number four, if you do those three things, guess what? You will pass your test. Look at your neighbor and say, pass the test. At the end of the day, there are some tests that are going to be presented to us. And you got to pass your test. If you want to graduate, you got to pass your test. If you want to get promoted, you got to pass your test. If you're trying to go to another dimension of God, you got to pass your test. If you want to get promoted on that job that you're working, you got to pass your test. Can you submit to authority? Even when your boss is having a bad day, he might take it out on you because he was arguing with his wife and he go off on you. Can you take it on the chin? See, there are some of us that can't take it on the chin. I'm sick of folk that don't want to be corrected. Correction brings perfection. I used to ask my mentors, please correct me. If you see some error, please bring me up to speed. I don't want to be tripping over on my own feet the rest of my life point out some things that I could do better because what you don't get by revelation you can get by association pass your tests let's pray father we honor you we thank you for this word today Lord we thank you for this college Sunday I thank you that these individuals that are still in college and that are getting ready to go to college Lord I pray right now God that they will stay committed they will stay disciplined that they will be studiers and number four they will pass their tests Lord, give them the confidence that they need, not only spiritually, but even intellectually, to be able to make it through college. I thank you that they will finish what they started. We thank you that this church will be full of people with degrees, oh God, full of people with doctorates and people full of master degrees. I speak that over this house even right now. We pray this generation that's coming behind us, greater work shall they do. I thank you for future presidents. I thank you for future governors and future mayors future uh, 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 secretaries of state 
I speak high calling over your people today. 